So you had the most amazing live tweeting session um, not too long ago. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. I wish I could have. Uh, <laughs> I was like, should I jump in? I was like, no, no, no. Jack is killing it right now. I'm just going to be a, like an observer to all of this. Yeah, that was like a legitimate spur of the moment decision. Like uh, my wife was out. Sorry, it was a weeknight. My, 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 my wife was out with friends. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to try. And I was like, well, maybe I'll actually read something, which like is so rare for me to, to like sit and read for pleasure. And then yeah. I was like, fuck no. I'm going to fucking live tweet Hannibal. Just like we have a long, yeah. this has been a longer break than usual. Well, usual yeah. than our than last b- between season break. And so I was like, I'll just keep, you know, got to keep creating yeah. content. I know, yeah, you texted me, you're like, okay, I, like, should I, like, I have basically a house to myself, should I live tweet an episode of Hannibal? And I was like, yes, live tweet the um, series opener. That was your brilliant idea, because <laughs> I was going to, like, literally do a random number just generator and just, but like, then you would have gotten, like, potage or something. Great, and I would have just, like, revisited it, and I would have been like, oh, okay, well, let's really dive into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, it made total sense to do aperitif, and yeah. it, it was fun to totally revisit it after watching the first, after watching, just having finished season two, to really just so go back. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And I, oh, man, we got into it in the first episode, the same color shirt and tie, like like the gold cream oh, color. Yes. It was so much worse than I remember. Oh, like I no. said on Twitter, it was like Ron Burgundy esque. It was like Anchorman level. Oh insane. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a bold choice, I think, to go with in the very first episode. But it really <sighs> sort of sets the it sets yeah. the expectation. I guess really does. for um, uh, what you're going to be seeing from then on. It's yeah, really wild. bananas. I, I think it's the worst outfit he's has. In the entire show. I'm going to go on limb and say the know, first episode, he gets his worst outfit. I'm not going to argue with that. We've definitely seen better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And even the orange, which even I'm in the, the minority, orange, which everyone else loves, which I didn't care for. Yeah. That at least had some contrast to it. That right. had a structured tie. This thing was just, oh, it was so 70s. Again, which I guess, like, he'll just go 70s sometimes, Hannibal will. I just love that. And you're right. And you tweeted this, that, like, this episode travel so far like we go from these two men being complete strangers to them being like dads to yes. this girl at the end like, it's really wild it is crazy <laughs> we uh yeah it's a growth it's a growth episode and sure. it's like it's a testament to i guess the storytelling and also the acting of the characters yeah. that you like buy it yeah yeah you're like okay i get why they're probably invested in in this relationship sure yeah that was really funny. It is funny then to to watch to really rewatch like Hannibal become a spitting kitten immediately. Immediately, when he meets Will in Jack's office, like he smiles at him, like immediately he's a spitting kitten, know. and it's fun to to really see that again, just to be like, oh wow, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, that was really that like screenshot you took of Hannibal smiling was like just that so took me five minutes. I kept having to pause it, and then and the, 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 there was a lag between me pressing pause oh, and it stopping. Yeah. So I'm like motherfucker, and I would like rewind and I would pause and I'm like shit, and I just kept trying to get the well, that frame. Thank you for your sacrifice because <laughs> it really paid off. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was fun. Yeah, maybe we'll um, we'll do another one of those mm-hmm. or something sometime. Um, yeah. Whenever we're bored late yeah. night or something. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, and this is partially uh, some eating shit on our part, yes. that we keep forgetting to do the add a bitch segment. The past like two or three episodes, we haven't done it. I don't know if that's in part because we decided, for good reason, to do it at the end of the, the episode. End, I think so. So then we just like have forgotten because it's not in our segment section. Yeah, and by then we're an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> so into we're just the like, I have it, I And Melina has like moved her screen to like credits, like yeah. that's like your like nonverbal cue to be like, 
All right, like a time to wrap this show. Trying to go fucking home. <laughs> I know, but it's it is such a fun segment, and uh, yeah. people I keep reminding a, us. I added a bit of it during the live tweet when I was like, "Yeah, bitch, I like <laughs> bitch, you bitch, said you, you can wait in the waiting room." <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was I was just dying. I, when you were like, this bitch sucks at typing in the security code. She did. It was comical. She's like... <laughs> and then when like fucking Jacob Kowalski, a.k.a. Dan yeah. Folger, a.k.a. Franklin with a Y, right. puts his dirty tissue down. Like it cuts oh. to the tissue, then it cuts to Animal just staring at it. And he's like, bitch, <laughs> what? Pick that up. What is wrong with you? It's like, um. when he chalks up to like... Franklin being just like a total rube, like yeah, like there's a difference between that and like fucking Mason being like stabbing the chair, like yeah. totally intentional. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't miss Mason. Yeah. All right. I, I that's. Well, get ready for him. He's not gone. I I I don't want to see him anymore. You're gonna see his crazy <laughs> face soon. <laughs> that's a good Mason impression. <laughs> Um, so this episode, we are, like we said on, on Twitter and on previous episodes, we are going to be reading some fanfic, yep. um, as well as just like reflecting on season two, um, getting ready for season three, and then we also got some questions from you all, so we're going to be answering some sort of like AMA style questions. So yep. um, before we get started, we just wanted to shout out to the people who did send us some recommendations um, on Twitter of different fanfics to read and and. Um, we've been sort of like sorting through them. Yeah, yeah. I want to give a super sh- yeah shout out to people who recommended stuff. Um, Kelly Beans at Kelly B Haiku. Um, actually, the two two things we're gonna read today are two of the things you suggested to us. Um, that's just kind of what we landed on. Yeah. I want to give a thanks to Joanne Thornborough for sending some of her own fic. Yeah. Um, I said on Twitter, responded to it on Twitter. It was great. Um, but it's kind of post season three, and so we're gonna definitely hit a lot of those. There's so much great stuff. It's kind yeah. of like speculative post the fall. Right. Um, that we're just gonna wait on that. Uh, for after we finish season three. It kind of makes sense to do that then. Yeah. Um, and then just this morning, um, Field Kabuki, at Field Kabuki, um, sorry, Joanne Thornborough is at Cine Lit Chick. Um, Field Kabuki, <laughs> at Field Kabuki, um, just sent a super short one. We kind of already settled on our on our, on our our show format. Um, but well, check out our you. Twitter to read that. It's a really cool kind of scene in between season two and three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Thank you guys for um, mm-hmm. for sending those. That's yeah. Really, there's really so much stuff so that like, much. you know, I just like the recs are like really helpful to kind of get someone just pointing something in our direction. Yes, exactly. Without having to sort through just like millions of words of fanfic. Yeah, which is great. Which is all fantastic. It's but all it's amazing. Like, oh my gosh, we'd be here days. Like it blows my mind how much stuff there is out there. And like the length of it too, like one of the ones we're reading is yes. a new chapter from something, which we did the same thing in our first mini episode after season one, and it just like it still blows my mind. The people are out there like so creative, so writing these creative. long works. Yes, long and like de- extremely detailed and inventive and all of that. So so thank you so much. Um, it's a little bit intimidating, I will say. Like yeah, I'm such a, like a tourist in a million different fandoms. I've mentioned this before on the yeah, on the show, and like, I have a million different things I'm into. So that whenever I like dive a little bit, t- stick my toe in the water of fanfic, and I'm reading, I'm an archive of our own, reading these things. There's so much out there, and, and there's people commenting, giving feedback, mm-hmm. and I'm like both blown away. I'm like, this is an amazing community, and I'm also like really intimidated by it because I'm yeah. like, whoa, I don't even like, I am not at all part of this, yeah. and it's amazing. And well, it's I was like, wow, like there's so yeah. much out there. Like there's a whole universe out there that I'm just like 
And luckily <laughs> where we are sort of found ourselves in the middle of a fandom that is like super supportive. I feel like others, if you were to like be like, hey guys, I'm new here. Like, what's up? Looking for some rec- recommendations. They'd be like, fuck you. Figure it figure out. Figure it out, bud. Like we've yeah. been here for 30 years, like tripping on this fandom. Like luckily fanables have been so They're amazing. Um, nice. Yeah, like both to us and whenever, like I've seen on Twitter a few times, people have been showing up like, hey, just found this show, love it, I know it canceled a few years ago, and people are like, welcome to the fan, like it's like, I I love that about this community. for sure. Um, Okay, so next I think we're going to just sort of think back a bit on on season two. Yes, let's. Um, I went through... um, this took me all morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did so much. I went this through. This makes me so happy. Because I meant to do it in season one and season two, but I was like, listen, this is taking me too long. So I went back through season two and and listened to every episode and wrote down who we put in the Rolodex and what we ate for Eat the Crew during every episode. And so we're going to sort of just chat about them. And then maybe at the end we can say, like, what our favorite, yeah. favorite, whatever that means to you, like, favorite, it was so bad it was good, or, like, so yeah. good it was actually good. Yeah. Like, favorite yeah, Favorite's an interesting thing because, like, best would be one thing, but then, like, favorite for the for the sake, for of, the sake like, of, of Eat the Crew. Like, right. Like, it like was I so... prefer, I get more enjoyment out of the ones which are terrible, because, like, that's kind of, like, the fun, that's like, sure, ethos the ethos of this. Right. Like, if I like it, I'm like, oh, I liked it. That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> I guess maybe, like, we could do, we could do that, like, the ones that were so bad that it was good, right? Yeah. And just for the whole purpose of the segment, the whole purpose of the segment was to eat things that, like, Hannibal would find repulsive. Exactly. So also maybe, like, which one of these would, do you think yeah. Hannibal Ooh, would be the idea. most offended I love that. By? I like that. Yeah. To go back to, like, the spirit of why we did it to begin with. Got yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Should we just go through episode by episode? Yeah, just chat about a, a couple uh, of them. Well, let's do the crude first, and then we can go back and do Rolodex, I guess, right? Or do you want to just do episode by episode of each? Um, let's do the crude right now, and okay. then we can talk about kind of like the like the ro- yeah, the yeah. king the of the Rolodex, Rolodex of this. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. okay. So season one, uh, season one, see, episode one, uh, we did the giant gummy. This is a double feature. We did the giant gummy bear mm-hmm. and the Hershey strawberry cream hearts. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm remembering oh, yeah. that so vividly. That giant gummy bear uh, was I, dope. Really pleasantly surprised it actually by wasn't that. Bad. It was really solid. It's in my um, my pic. The photo we took with it. That's yes. my um, Instagram like avatar picture. Really? Is me holding that giant gummy bear. I need to look back at that. <laughs> um, by the way, like there's. You know how, like, I follow so many people on Instagram. So like, yeah. you know, the algorithm doesn't even show you certain things sometimes. Oh, yeah. And like. There are certain people, my mom, Blythe, you, who the second you post a story, it's front and center. It's the first thing. Yes. So like, yeah. just yeah, yeah. I'm and I can I tell because that. like, and I can tell who whose algorithm I'm the first on because you're like, whenever I pull up my stories, I can see it's immediately who's viewed. It. It's like you. immediately you and immediately like a few other. people. It's also too. sad because it means I'm on Instagram so much. Oh, it's I am like too. No. it's really bad. It's probably really really bad. But <laughs> that's where I get a lot of my. It's how I like find. That's how I found my hairdresser. Yeah. It's like, and it's so much more positive than Facebook. Whenever I go on Facebook, yeah. it's like kids in cages. It's like, it's like so much, people post it's much like people post like news articles yeah. on Facebook. So yeah. it, like it's just like I mean and I'm in like the kind of, of left wing echo chamber but... and it's just the walls of this. Yeah. And I go on Facebook and I'm like I know the planet's dying and the Amazon's <laughs> on fire. 
Right. And our right. president's like calling Jews disloyal. Like it's like, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Whereas Instagram like has some of that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, this new beer is out from this brewery that I love, right. and like, oh, there's like a special burger at this one restaurant, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. great. Between like maybe a celebrity posting like something dark, exactly. you also get yeah. like, oh, there's a like craft show coming up, and that insane like sharing the screenshot of that like privacy. People yeah. still do this. That was I saw. That. I was like, this is this has been fake for like a decade. A bunch now. of celebrities did it, yeah. and I couldn't tell if it was ironic. Like Josh Brolin, Karen Gillan, no. like Brett Gelman shared it, and I'm like, what? 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 Right? <laughs> you know, yeah, I saw like Taraji P Henson shared it. I was like, oh, Taraji, no. Yeah, right. Um, okay. okay, so episode two, we did the pink champagne hearts that were with PCPG <laughs> generally recognized as safe. Which, by the way, oh. Was PCBG mentioned? I I could have sworn that PCBG or was PC, mentioned. PCBG, PCBR, That I swear that was mentioned in in something I saw recently. It literally might have been in Hannibal in like the first episode of Hannibal. PGPR. That or Silence of the Lambs, which I watched recently, or something else. But there there was something I watched recently where they literally mentioned PGPR, PGPR which really? is like a preservative. And I yeah. was like, what? Whoa. Now I can't remember it. It's going to bother me. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it was like a CSI-esque scene where they found PGPR or something Whoa. like that. So I would love that if it was the first episode of Hannibal. So not, but I feel like I would have tweeted about I that. I feel like we would have. I would have yeah, immediately. Would, I, I would have been all so. over that on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my prophetic soul, to quote, Ham- yeah. to quote Hamlet. Oh, my um, so in episode three, we did the matcha pocky, yes. which was fine. Which was fine, yeah. I think that was the only thing that we ate in that episode. It was. Um, and then episode four, we did the Dove white chocolate carrot cake with graham, graham-flavored graham crisps. And we also did the oh, Little yes. Debbie St. Patrick mint crème Yes, rolls. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, that was a double feature. That, that was, was a St. Patty yes. double feature. Um, Easter double feature. What's peep? Oh, peep off. That was the peep off. Oh, episode five. Yeah. Yes, I was like peep off. What the fuck is peep off? <laughs> I know. You're reading my my tweak notes that I took like <laughs> at like eight o'clock in the morning. Um, yes, that was fun. That was one of the episodes we um, oh yeah recorded was, at your house. Yeah, yeah, my house. Um, and then we did the crystals. Um, no, White Castle. I'm sorry, it was oh. White Castle. Not oh, was crystals. it right? Oh, I thought it was crystals. It was White Castle crab cake sliders. Oh, it was White uh, White yes. Castle. Yes, for episode crystals six. is so much better than White Castle, and I have no evidence. I back avoid that up. them it's just both. Like, it's just, oh, me too. I never go to them. <laughs> I have no basis of, like, opinion there. Speaking of fast food, have you been reading the hype about Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yes, and people are It was sold out. It. I went to really? Popeye's. I went to go get something, and I was like, I was like, I haven't had dinner yet. Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go to Popeye's. It's on my way to the Kroger. Yeah. And I, the drive through was crazy long, so I stop and go in. Go in, right. And they had a sign, like, due to demand, it's sold out. Until further notice. I believe it. I was like, yes. whoa. I know you were, were seeing like, people lined up on Instagram or whatever. It's wild. No, I, I have no, I mean, yeah, I just don't do like fast food fried chicken. Like a friend of a friend of mine uh, texted me, he was like, oh, Melina, like what are your thoughts on that Popeye's chicken sandwich? Popeye's is great. And I was like, um, well, I've had Popeye's once. I found it to be too salty oh, in really? my opinion. And that was like my first experience with like, I hadn't really had KFC, like any okay. of that. Um, but I'm like such a hot chicken head just like being here in Nashville. Yeah. I was like, I just would prefer a nice like piece of hot chicken. But I guess I should try this goddamn sandwich. I didn't have the sandwich that was sold out, but I had this like the three strip meal um with the fries and mm. it, I, I mean I love Popeyes. I think it's by far the best That's what I hear. Chicken fried like fast food. Sure, sure. It's so good. And their biscuit, I was thinking I had their biscuit like they had this like buttery biscuit similar to KFC. Yeah. It's one of those things that you can feel yourself getting unhealthy Ooh, yeah. as you're eating it. Sure. Like 
it's buttery and, and it's so salty. It's and I'm eating it and I'm like, and it got my head to be like, what are the other foods that like are good and yet you, as you're eating it, yes. you can feel yourself getting less healthy. Like you can yes. feel your, like, yes. it doesn't like, like it's some things you eat and like a few hours later you're like, oh, I feel yeah, kind of weird. I don't feel good. But as I'm as digesting, as I'm chewing it, I'm like, this is already going right to my arteries. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel when I eat like um, candy bars, yeah. like a yeah. Snickers or yeah. something You're like, like that. Oh, like immediately. I'm like, oh, that wasn't uh, the right choice. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, delicious, like... but like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm a monster. I dipped some of that buttery, salty biscuit in the blackened ranch. Good. Because that's much. That of sounds a... amazing. You it know, was really good. You know who has shockingly some good fried chicken? Publix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had theirs. I've had the, like the. The chicken strip sandwich like the from chicken. the deli aisle. Okay, yeah, but you can just get like the regular chicken strips or like uh, like real fried chicken or like chicken wings. Yeah, you're a Publix bitch, aren't you? Because oh. Perry's from Florida. Yes, he is Publix loyal. Will not even enter into a Walmart. Will not. Will like barely step foot into a Kroger unless he has yeah. to. Like, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm a Kroger guy just because it's nearby, and also my wife's from Cincinnati, so that's pure Kroger territory. That's absolutely. And the shit they don't have the shit. They, 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 that they have in New York. There's yes. no Gristides or King Cullen down here. Yeah, I don't even know what those words are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you just or said. Or Food Emporium. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound right. Um, and so episode seven, then we did the Malort. Fuck yeah. Malort. I did a shot of that recently again, and it was like the dumbest idea. How could you? Why? It was because was I was already drunk and I was with people and I was like, guys, Let's here's some Malort. <laughs> here's some Malort. Open the Malort. God, oh, that was brutal. Just I can still taste the metal in my mouth thinking about it. It's so horrible. Okay. Episode eight was yeah the mochi, which I'm now a big mochi bitch. I have mango mochi in my freezer right now. The mochi that we had then was not good, but like the uh, otherwise, do you get the same brand still? I I very. Whatever they have at Kroger, the one I have oh, now, okay. I think is the brand like that has like more flour yes. on it that okay, we had. Yes, I, well, the mango is good though. That's so a good fucking choice. good. The yes. vanilla is really good too. Vanilla, I could I could take or leave, but the mango is really good. I think I've had the strawberry too. Whole Foods again has the best mochi in town. Yeah, I have it. I go to I don't go to Whole Paycheck. <laughs> yeah, you don't I get mean, a. I get that get... Perry works in the private sector, like. Oh no no vaguely. no! But we don't get no. I'm telling you, we go to Whole Foods like maybe once a month, and, and you buy get, twenty dollars in cherries, and we and I get twenty dollars in cherries, and then I hate myself. No, we get we usually just get like cookies or something if we're feeling fancy. Like we, I don't buy. I wish that I had the money to regularly shop at Whole Foods. Um, That'd be wild. Or like Trader Joe's. People like oh my lose, gosh, people do people that. shit their dicks about Trader Joe's, yes. and I've been to one twice. Enjoyed yeah. it, but I'm like, okay, it's okay, guys. Let's, let, let's calm down. I, I feel like I don't belong in Whole Foods. When I walk around, people have just like carts full of stuff. I'm yes. like, I don't, I can't relate. Um, but they're, but really, honestly, go to Whole Foods for their mochi. It's of course a little bit more expensive, but it's they have like the most amazing flavors. Um, it's really great. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was okay. I remember that episode. That I was like fun. to let it sit out for a bit because it's wrapped in the dough, oh, so it won't to, melt. Yeah. And then it's like kind of like a stress ball. Yes. You can squeeze it. Yes, you have to let it melt just a little bit. Um, all right, episode nine was the gin fizz gummy. Did you mean to capitalize one of the Z's in this uh, fizz? No, I didn't. No, I was just typing really fast. Melina wrote gin with a capital G because it's the first word. Then ca- lowercase f, lowercase i, capital Z, lowercase c. Gin fizz gummy. <laughs> but I like it better that way. It's no, stylized. No, 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 it, it works. And then the moxie soda, and then the melon creamy soda. That, that was, was a triple. Yeah, it was triple a triple thing. one. It was like a soda. It was like a like a soda like drink themed yeah. one. 
I remember th- expecting to hate Moxie and yes. actually enjoying it. Right, because you said you had it as a child and hated it then. And I thought it was gross. Um, but I also didn't like root beer when I first tried as a kid. And now I love I root beer. I still don't like root beer. Oh, well, you're wrong. Well, okay. Um, and the melon creamy soda was just, like, way too sweet. And it had, like, milk in it. It was, like, bizarre. Yeah, I remember, that's something that I was drinking. And I thought, oh, I, I don't feel right. Like, I'm yes. going to immediately have a headache after this. Yes, yeah, so we had talked about, were we still 21? We would totally, like, drop a shot of gin in that bitch. And yes. be, like, night getting turned up. <laughs> Let's go. Um, oh, speaking of like college, someone, a friend of mine posted about beer Olympics not too long ago. Oh, oh yeah, the best. I know. You, I feel like you and I were like big beer Olympics heads. Oh, yeah. Really big oh, yeah. advocates for opening ceremonies, like the yeah. torch. Oh, well, explain, to, explain to, to our friends what beer Olympics so, is. So, when we were both theater bitches in college, and <laughs> um, uh, Vanderbilt Theater, it's funny, I mean, now we're really to college, so we can like be more open, like VUT, <laughs> um, had um, Beer Olympics every year. So the, the theater theater kids, any it theater kids in the audience. It was sponsored by the department. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> no. Was... I loved, I loved the like tacit, but don't ask, don't tell yes. of the faculty about our cast parties. Because Absolutely. like any theater kids out there, you guys know, we're fucking lunatics. Yes. And, the, and the, the theater cast parties, especially like the cast parties for like a show, but also any of our parties, were like, Bacchanalia, like crazy. Absolutely, and yeah. I, was, hard, I used hard. to go way too hard, and then I, it was bad. Like it wasn't bad, but it was like wild. I was a wild man for a little bit at the you time. You were a little bit, yeah. Um, and you came at the tail end of it. You, yeah. you weren't there my sophomore year. That was that was like. But I you heard like tell. You heard tell of that, like the famous cast, like the rope with the famous. Yes, I hear. About went that. down in Every legend. Every time we all get together, yes. I told the professor when he retired about that cast party. He's like, I don't want to know this. I was like, it was 10 years ago. Right, get over it. Like, let me tell you, our final show, all of us were still hungover. (laughs) And he was like, I don't want to know. But yeah, beer Olympics. Yeah, we had like events. You'd have like uh, funnel, shotgun, chug, flip cup, cup and and pong Pong. were all events. And you had a team of two. And you'd be a country, and like as we were theater kids, everyone got super dressed up. And sometimes there were real countries. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes there were we were like Narnia right. or like Middle Earth or whatever. Right. I remember one year I was Somalia, and I had like a pirate outfit on, I had like, or like yeah. a parrot on my shoulder. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like not that kind of Somalia pirate, but it's pirate. funny. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you would just all compete, and and mm-hmm. you know people would quote unquote win quote unquote medals. Oh yeah. At the end. Oh yeah. Um, and there was always a beer Olympics commissioner who like oh, organized yeah. the whole thing, and there were volunteers, and there was money involved. And referees, and, and there's referees, opening ceremonies, like, opening with, ceremonies. With, like parade of nations through the suite. We yeah. had a whole torch run down the street, down the street, like the whole thing yeah, it and was around a whole, the dorm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, I don't think it happens anymore. I really, Bitches. which is these a people, shame. These kids. I know. How could they? How dare they? Well, they like you know times change. They paved paradise and destroyed towers. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just I this saw has it. become like a really inside Vandy podcast. All of a it sudden, has, yeah. Welcome to talk everyone's Vandy. tuned out. But you guys get it. Beer Olympics. Just think of Olympics with beer. It was. It was wild. great. I'm sure like that isn't like an exclusive thing. Like people do oh, that. I think so. Yeah. I remember that I was really good at flip cup, and at my then girlfriend now wife was unbelievable at like funnel and chug she, yeah she's it's really funny. really good at that and, and, and I was like <laughs> I, don't, not, I, would, I was like 10 seconds or whatever um, but, 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 oh. then we did gummy sushi yeah, that took, it, like, 10. took 10 hours to like took, build this. we tried to edit some of that time out I think I but think it we still did. took like a whole 25 minutes it was wild <laughs> um, and it was repulsive yeah it was so weird the, the texture of it was what got me yeah. Because remember it was just like slimy because it was still like wet and... Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, ooh, the satellite wafers. I still got some. <gasps> I'll do anything to get my hands on them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Episode yeah, yeah. 11, we ate those uh, communion wafers. Boosh. They've been in here open ooh, for the past bet, month and a half. So you know they're good. She's going to get one, a sour one. Um, Cheers. Yeah, man. Yeah, here's the little rattle, shake, rattle, and roll mm. for you. Mm, mm, mm. So They can't go stale because it's not actual food. That's right. Mm, <laughs> they were already stale. Um... <laughs> And then the Cheeto sandwich, episode 12, that was only not good because it was stale. Right. It all, otherwise would have been okay. Yeah. And then last but not least, um, Sour Patch ice cream, which is still in my freezer. Where did you get it? Kroger. I have to go to Kroger. I've been, like, searching for it at Publix, and of course they have And shout it. out to uh, Cookies Jackson, who sent us an email with some great questions, who mentioned, um, where the hell is this? She mentioned Sour Patch Kids cereal, uh, I think. Cereal. I, I've noticed, I thought that's, that's before, like, that's a great reminder. Thank you. Because the cereal aisle is a like a, a wilderness for Eat the Crew. Oh yes. Oh, I know. Um, especially as we get, I think, closer to like the big holidays, like Halloween, Christmas, like whatever, it gets crazy it's, on the cereal yeah. aisle. On those streets, they're like the cereal aisle is wild. It's the <laughs> wild west out there. It really is. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that reminds me. I need to go look for some Eat the Crew. Um, and I've also been looking in. Um, I mean, anywhere down the the little like ethnic food like section. There's mm, yeah, always yeah, yeah. some like really the interesting. British ones are the crazy. The British yeah. ones are wild. Like weird cookies. Yeah. Ooh, those Brits. What are they thinking? Eating the most disgusting things. I want to try Marmite. If we can find like Marmite, you know what Marmite is? It's that like yeast that like Australians put on their toast that like yeah. everyone else in the world hates. Okay. Yeah. We we'll, got to do that. We'll have some shipped. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we saw, I sent you a screenshot of a friend of mine who had a lemon and salt yes. flavored yes. Kit Kat. Give it to me. From and, Japan. And then I've heard about that, like an Oscar Mayer Wiener ice cream thing. Yes. That's real, apparently. Uh, Actually, it's like a like hot dog flavored hot dog ice cream. Water. Yeah, with hot dog bits. Hot dog candy Candied bits. hot dog bits and like mustard ice cream. Yes, please. I can't, my my brain can't yeah, even comprehend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like imploding inside my, I, my, my mind. Just it's just like smoke's coming out of my ears. I don't. And then I saw like squeezable Smarties. I showed yeah, you that. I that's that, right. I saw that at a Dollar General. It's that like, like, that's it's an like a immediate squeezy headache. thing with like, just like Smarties and it's like squeezable Smarties. And Give I was like, that to your daughter. <laughs> She'll oh, bounce off the wall. Yeah, pure sugar. Okay, so tell me what, which one of these was so very bad. That it was good. That you and that it you know, for that reason. Not that it was good good, but that for it was me, so For me, unbearable. it was the pink champagne hearts. I remember just having so yeah. much fun yeah. in eating that. You and I were laughing. It was like a late night. It was a weird episode. It, it was, was like in the episode. evening. It was like super late for us. And it was like yeah. we were already kind of like having a good time, being really silly, and then we ate those and like it blew our minds how terrible it was. Yeah. Um so like to me like that's the most like fond memory of the crew was that episode yeah. episode two season two episode two was was the pink champagne hearts I had so much fun eating those yeah <laughs> I would have to agree with that as well those those goddamn chocolate hearts they were wild they were you look at them you're like oh they look nice they're pink and swirly and oh the description sounds nice repulsive so it, yeah. you should go back and just listen to that the part of us talking about it just trying to choke those fucking oh, hearts down oh it was down. so much fun um, so yeah that was fun and and truly probably the worst thing we, we ate definitely that season um, and then which of these do you think that Hannibal would be most offended by <clears throat> interesting as, um, as a Someone who, a lover of food, a chef yeah. in his own right. I feel like the gummy sushi. 
he would be really offended by, like, weird powder that you mix with water to, like, yeah. make something that looks like another thing. Yeah. I feel like he'd be like, the fuck is this? I think he'd appreciate sort of the... The Cheeto the, sandwich, I think, too. He'd be like, well, I just... going back to the sushi, I think he would appreciate the sort of, like, artistic, like, spe- specificity that you yeah. have to have to put it together. Yeah. But, right, the science of it, I think, is questionable. He might enjoy the, like, um, whimsy of it, though. Mm. Yes, whimsy. We we know that is his downfall. It's the whimsy. So maybe the pink champagne arts also like he might be like the fuck is this? I'd say maybe also. Ooh, the crystal. The, yeah, sorry. Oh, well, yes. The right with the crab cake slider. I was gonna say the malort. As someone who makes his own beer, yeah, always yeah. loves a good glass Fine of wine. wine. Like some disgusting. Choking yeah. down some disgusting liqueur from Chicago that has artificial coloring in it. <laughs> has artificial coloring for no reason. No reason. Um, I think would be. That's a great point. Would be bad. Yeah, he would be like offended by that. Yeah, yeah. Not that like something bitter and gross he would be un- turned off by because he's like from Eastern Europe and. Sure. Like some kind of weird spirit. He'd be like, okay, I appreciate okay. that, but like, yeah, do it. it right. Yeah, exactly. I think there's nothing redeeming about Malheur where you're like, oh, you choke it down, but you're like, oh, it kind of has a nice finish. Or like, oh, okay, I can see why people, or it might mix well with something. It is like disgusting yeah. through and through. So and I it's a like bad version of some kind of like old-timey spirit. Yeah. 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 From an old he world. He could do yeah. better in his exactly. <laughs> It probably does. <laughs> he probably does. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. And then do you want to talk briefly about the the people we put in the Rolodex this season? I mean, this season? there were a lot of shitbags. There were a lot. I truly don't think that we had one for episode one. I tried to listen. Did we not? I don't think that we did. We might have just started episode two. I think we, we might just have. started talking. But I think we've been putting people in the Rolodex we, since season one. I think we one. forgot. I think, I think we forgot. There was at least one episode we ate shit about because we randomly forgot to put someone on the Rolodex. Yeah. And which it might have been that. It, or else I just missed it entirely. But I listened back and forth and back and forth to that episode. Um, season two, I put R. Kelly in and you put Ryan Adams slash Picasso. We were just talking about just like terrible Shitty men. men. Yeah, like bad men. Abusive men. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, episode three, I put in Mark Meadows, the rep from North Carolina, yeah, who brought that. to the Cohen trial the black woman who used to work for Trump and basically used the excuse of, like, how could Trump be racist? He hired this lady. Yeah, yeah Omarosa. Right, right. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, and you put in the, the tower market. Yeah, the person here. who was rude to me was like, I mean, it's just $2. Like, who cares if I don't put on your sandwich? I was like, fuck you. Um, episode four, I put in the hostess from a local restaurant here, which I don't think I've ever named. <laughs> That's fine. Don't, because I love that, actually. I know, I love that I actually place. love that restaurant. I, I don't mind just one bad apple. Exactly. One bad apple at <laughs> this place. Um, and then you put in the college Oh, yeah, and Lori Laughlin and all those fucking mm-hmm. people, Felicity Hoffman and all of them. I love that just, like, news keeps rolling out about this. I mean, it's, it's been months. It's hilarious. It's been, like, seven months at this point, and things are still coming out. Um, I put in the country of Brunei for their yeah. um, policy. The entire country. The entire country. Well, I guess the administration yeah. for putting out their um, policy that they were going to be stoning um, LGBT people. Yeah. Which I think they've backtracked on now. William, uh, yeah, but Attorney General William Barr, which, like, that's, that is only looking more and more prophetic because he's just yeah. continuing to, like, show his ass constantly. <laughs> I love that saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I put people who are rude in, in the email. I mean, that's my everyday life. I'm mm-hmm. always talking about people sending me rude emails. Yeah, you are. And misspelling your name. Just like Malone, Malene. Malone, Marina. I love uh, Marina. Marina. <laughs> All kinds of things. <laughs> people get really... Some, you know, someone called me making ones. I think, Wait, it's, you know, it is auto-corrected. That's auto-correct. There's but no it's way. still so funny. It's happened like two or three times now. Hello, like, making. Hey, making. That's amazing. Yeah. 
And then we did this, the Castor Semania people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I, oh, I guess I talked about faculty, like people on faculty who are mean. No, I talked about, I think so. I don't know why I wrote that it was an honorable mention. I forget who I, oh, because I, I was really naming the bachelorette party that were in sombreros whenever I was driving in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the next episode, you named Mitch McConnell. Duh. I mean, like, really, though. Hello, still to this day. Um, and then still I, and always. And he always is the fucking, fucking Palpatine. He's, He's awful. The worst. Palpatine, yeah, truly. <laughs> um, and then I put in the 25 Alabama senators who approved the um, Alabama abortion ban back in the day. That's coming in our state, too. Get ready. Mm, can't fucking wait to lose my human rights. That's coming. Um, I, you see one of the Democratic senators like clapped back at some Republican and was like, blah, 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 about fetus. And she was like, I'm a nurse. What are you, what do you do again? <laughs> no, I need to see It's that, an amazing though. clip. I need to pull up and then book. And then they like, like killed her mic because she was speaking too much. Too, too uh, much I did see that she got her mic cut. I didn't know. So, what, I didn't hear It wasn't the said. same person. So somebody else somebody got else. her mic cut because okay. of course she I'll did. I'll have to watch that though. Um, episode nine, someone parked in the handicapped spot and I was... Big mad yeah, about that. Big big mood. <laughs> um, and then yeah. we did the the voucher vote, um, and then Glenn Cassidy was gone now, thankfully. Thank God. Um, oh, and the man wearing the Eldridge knot. Like guys, tie. I mean, tie a tie the right way. <laughs> Just the normal Just, way. You can do a Windsor or whatever the fuck you want, but like, mm. I want to see a like a solid, yeah, solid block of fabric in the sure. front. I don't sure. want. Just rhymes and riddles and <laughs> rhymes and riddles. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to look like like uh, a swirl. Right. It's crazy. And then you also talked about incels who were like shitting on that young uh, woman, yeah. the scientist who discovered the picture of the black hole or got like the best picture of the black hole. And just like the general concept of incels. Of incels yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, and then the next episode, I talked again about people parking in handicapped spots because it was still happening. Um, and then I also um, put in Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Who's now apparently got some, like, Roland Fox who's a contributor yes. because no one can fail upward. Like, everyone fails upward now. Oh, big time. No, yeah. one, no one just dies. Fox will no take one anybody goes, these days. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Um, episode 11, you talked about the truthers who were, like, questioning Kamala's um, racial heritage. Yes, and I think I misspoke. Like, it was Don Jr. who retweeted something, like, about oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, people are like, is she actually black or she's not black enough or some yeah, kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I talked about the tech people who are fucking up during the Democratic <laughs> debates, <laughs> dropping people's mics and stuff like that. Um, episode 12, I talked about those on the Supreme Court who... Um, decided against gerrymandering, basically saying that gerrymandering is legal to a degree. That was very obnoxious. And then you talked about people who microwave Yeah, fish. a fish dish in the worker. In just like, worker. I mean, we're all going to smell like fish now, guys. Yeah, cheers. Everybody have a good day. You will yep. smell like salmon. Um, and then lastly, episode 13, I talked about mm. the U-Haul guy who basically frigged me out of one hour of my U-Haul rental. Frigged you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when you like people occasionally do like like freaking or like something, and I'm like, yeah, hey, it's okay. I'm like, this isn't a kids show. <laughs> yeah, and then you talked about Luke. Luke, fucking Luke. Luke, what a fucking turd. I mean, by the way, guys, Bachelor in Paradise is great. Um, <laughs> I don't watch any of that stuff. Oh, it's so good. It's great content. That and and fucking 
fucking Travis from 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 below deck who's got like a major drinking problem and it's really dark. Oh. Um, so I want to hope he gets help, guys. Like I don't want to be, oh, to be yeah. in the Rolodex, but he's a douchebag as well. Below deck. Um, I feel below like below deck, deck is so good. It always makes an appearance on this show in one way or another. It does. Um, and I want another Below Deck podcast. If not, I'm going to start one. Oh, I'm sure there is. Joel. Okay. So now we're actually going to get into... Oh, no. We were going to answer some questions first before yeah. we read some Yeah. Fiction. So we had some questions. Only people asked us questions, guys. Guys, you didn't step it up with the questions. Was uh, Cookies Jackson. Uh, her name's Emma. actually Emma. But that, that, that's what her thing was. That's what her, her uh, cookies. email says, yeah. Um, we got a bunch, so we're gonna answer a few of these. Jim pulled up as well, Melina. Um, I do. So we're gonna answer um a few of these and then get we into have seven our first quest- thick. Should we have seven total questions? So maybe we'll do three. Um. Oh, this is when she mentioned the Sour Patch Kids cereal. Yes. She was like, "Have you heard about this?" That was question three, and oh, okay. we have so, not. And so fuck really yeah, we we're gonna do it. Six. Yeah. Okay. So. Hit us with the first question. Okay, um, this is a question. We'll just do it in the order she sent him, because why not? Great. Uh, we have one season of Hannibal left, hopefully not for long, please. Um, so what will the Ethical Butchers do after season three? Are there plans for their podcast? You have not thought, thought that far ahead. Well, if you're regular listeners to the podcast, <laughs> you, already you, know. you already know that we have talked often about doing a nanny. The nanny name The friend. nanny Podcast. <laughs> flashing up for flashing queens. <laughs> <laughs> when those tragic scenes. <laughs> that show is flawless. What to do out on the fanny? Have we looked to see if there's a nanny podcast? I have, and there's not one I can find. So don't worry, guys. We, we got that market cornered for cornered. a 90s. Well, because like 90s nostalgia is like cresting right you now. You guys better not scoop us on that. Nobody better fucking start I a nanny podcast. I swear to God. I swear. Like, I feel like we'll stay around. Like, I want to stay around. I feel like what, like, yeah. we'll do some things. We'll do some special episodes. We'll do some fanfic stuff. We'll do yeah. some, like, revisitations of an episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can go to Fanable Fest or something con, then we'll do episodes, like, from, yeah. maybe even live from there. Or, yeah. like, just, like, you know, we'll yeah. do some stuff. We'll, yeah. we'll be around. Like, we're not going to pitch our tent and, and bounce once season three ends. For sure. Yeah, no, we'll still be on Twitter and, and chat with you guys. And, yeah, no worries about that. But as far as, It won't be as, as like, regular, but we'll be doing right, some stuff. right. But yeah, as far as like new projects, I guess the nanny is our half cocked idea. Mr. Sheffield, <laughs> holy shit! We gotta figure out how to find it. It's not just buy the box. <laughs> how to find the nanny? Yeah, right. It's gotta be. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's like on demand somewhere. It's like, somewhere. Can you? Um, this is not the time to look no, it up. No, okay, no, great. I was about to. Googling? I was about to go down we the are rabbit on hole. On the air. Okay. Um, if we're taking a BuzzFeed quiz, what character in Hannibal do you think you would get and why? Oh, oh interesting. Um, I should have thought about this. Yeah, you it didn't would have been better. Have you? Yeah. Good. Okay, your this, answer then this so might also be like partially um, like in my wildest dreams, but I also truly think that I'm the closest to this person um, in personality-wise. Anyway, um, so I would be Bedelia, I wow, think. Wow, yeah. So, for the following reasons. Mad calm, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you the news that you're not looking to hear, but that she's going to give it to you anyway. Yeah. Um, only takes, like, maybe a sip of her wine before, like, tossing it aside. That's also me. I only drink, like, half of my drink, so then I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then runs off and secludes herself so no one can find her except the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, oh, that's for those so reasons, perfect. I think I would get Bedelia in a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, so now I'm just thinking about it, and like, I would love to be like a Cats, but I know that I'm not, mm. and I think I'm Alana Bloom. 
Oh no! I see the best in people. Yeah. I look for that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm like a trusting person first. Mm-hmm. Protective. Protective. Yeah. Of people I care about. You love a good like um, accessory. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Great. You know, I'm always wearing a wrap dress. I have a picture of Diane von Furstenberg on my You're bedroom table. Like, honestly, t- <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah, but like that—that's what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that is someone who I would who I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she stands up to people more than I naturally do. Mm. Um, but I really like a lot of qualities about Alana, and I think that I feel like that's that's probably who I would end up being yeah. on that quiz if I, I was to take that, that quiz. I feel I like I'm being a lot of bloom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I can see that. That, I'll be that, that lines up. Instead, I'm like, I'm gonna end up being that like Italian motherfucker who we meet in season three, <laughs> the, the professor douchebag. I yeah. can't wait, like Italian Chilton, basically. Oh my gosh! I know my first thought was to say I'm Chilton, so but inf- I I feel like he has too much fake BDE, and I feel like nah, I possibly nah, you have got more it. real BDE. One hundred percent. Um, gosh, I miss Chilton. Okay. I actually feel like I have a little bit of, if not Alana, I'm like Price. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like I have that. price in a me lot as well. of like like random, random trivia, facts. Yeah. Exactly. random trivia facts. Yeah, that's actually probably your better <laughs> one. That's probably that's probably more. You, you, you combine Alana and Price, and you got me basically. Yes. <laughs> okay, so then should we do the fuck Mary kill and then yeah, this is the hand. fuck Mary kill and then we'll do this one. Um, fuck Mary kill Hannibal Jack or Will. Um, I, I know I really struggled over this one for a little bit, but I ultimately landed on fuck Will, Mary Hannibal, kill Jack. Oh, wow. For the following reasons. Fuck Will. Fuck Will, wow. Because I just don't think, like, what, what the fuck do I look like marrying Will living out in the woods, like taking care of his dogs and going like stream fishing? Like, no thanks. I'd like to live in a mansion with Hannibal forever and he makes me fancy dinners. I don't mind if they're human, but like, or like, I'll, I'll ask him for like the veggie version of whatever we're eating that night. And I get to like live rich and like live fancy. I fuck Will and he can go back to the forest and then kill Jack because he's a douchebag. Wow, really? Yeah. See, I'm fucking Hannibal because, like, that would be some good shit. Yeah, but when you marry Hannibal, you get to fuck him all the no, time. No, no, no. Hopefully. But, uh, yes, but, you know, I'm going to go with my gut here. Okay. Fuck Hannibal, kill Will, marry Jack. Mm. I think Jack. Controversial. Jack, well, Jack's devotion to Bella, I think, is really touching. And I think Jack is bedrock, as we know. Well, I, I guess after you let Chisel past his, like, heart of stone. No, well, I get that, but I think she does. And I think if you're in a relationship with him, he's someone who's. Tr- who's who, who's got that facade, but sure. I think he's got a lot of heart, um, and he's on the right side, and he's not, yeah. you know, he has that kind of questionable ethics when it comes to Will at the same time. Mm-hmm. He also, like, he isn't this heartless bastard. It isn't, he's like, whatever, Will's, like, he cares for his people. Yeah. Um, and he has that struggle about, he, he, even the first episode, he, he struggles between how to put Will in. And, some struggle, for sure. And so I think, yeah, Mary Jack... Bye, Will. I mean, I love you, Will Graham, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not mm. going to fuck you one time because, like, I don't know what you're going to get out of that experience. You know, except to be pregnant, maybe. Who, him apparently or, or me? Apparently, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, he he's very fertile. Will Graham. He's very, he, his salmon swim upstream, let me tell you. Oh, I, you know, that's all right, but uh, I'm going to wear protection. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into the details of this, but, yeah. But Who knows? No, he might, nothing to he get might say, out of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no where that I'm taking this. It is meaningless. It's just, just a few dancing action and just have fun. Yes, okay, great. fine. Uh, that's fair, but, yeah, I mean, Hannibal's going to. And then I get to live in a world of fancy suits for the rest of my life. Live in a world of fancy suits. <laughs> and fancy suits. coffees and robes. The thing about marrying Hannibal is that, like, if you're. If you all of a sudden become boring to him, mm. he's like, 
okay, bye, bitch. Mm, mm, okay, so I've got to figure out my utility, perhaps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, oh, she became tedious. Like, okay, this is boring now. Ouch. Yeah. But, but, like, I feel like that's what Hannibal, like, the <laughs> yeah. reason Will is someone who's, like, this is, like, a partner because Will's so interesting and so odd and yeah. so, like, dynamic and he's, like, fascinated by Will. I guess I was Not saying get... you aren't those things. No, Well, I don't know if I am. But, no, I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you know, we we agree to disagree, but I can see your reasoning for sure. <laughs> and then the other one was, fuck, Mary kill, uh, the sassy science crew, Beverly, Jimmy, Price, or Brian Zeller. Which I forgot that his name was Brian Zeller. Me too. I was like, who's I was Brian? Like, who's Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, you watch, you watch The League? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Manzikas always calls him Brian. He calls <laughs> he calls one of the characters, now I'm blanking out, like one of the main characters. Like, there's Ruxin, there's Taco, there's... Uh, he calls him, like, tall guy, and he calls the other guy Brian. <laughs> His name isn't Brian, but, like, oh, Rafi yes. always calls him yes. Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, The League was funny, but I feel like it's one of those shows that, like, probably hasn't aged well. Probably. But I also, oh, my God, I love it so much. I, I love really Manzoukas. True love. Deep love for Jason Manzoukas yeah. and everything he's in. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so, oof. yeah, what's your answer here? Kill Zeller, fuck cats, Mary Price. You said kill Zeller, marry cats. No. Oh, wait. What did you fuck say? Fuck cats. Fuck cats. Mary Price. I said, fuck Brian. <laughs> it's just weird saying his name is Brian. <laughs> fuck Brian. Fuck Brian. Oh, fuck Brian. Marry cats. Kill Jimmy. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. We didn't, none of ours lined none up. None of that was right. I mean, oh, yeah, we didn't That's align. That's the yang, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, definitely. I don't, I don't have any Cats is not getting killed. Like, that was immediately. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so then I'm like, Jimmy, again, I think I'm like, can you just be with Jimmy Price? And so I think yeah. that would be a fun partnership. We'd, like, collect our bees together. I and agree. we would just, like, study maps and, like, God. do things, you know. Nerds. Exactly. And, Nerds. like, that would be a fun, like, partnership marriage. Yeah. And Cats is beautiful and she's super attractive. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And then bye bye Zells. Aww. See you later, Z. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't have any like deep um, like reasoning or interpretation for this. It just felt right. No, I get it. Yeah. Okie dokie. So let's dive into the fic. Um, uh. um, let's do let's do yours first. If okay. you're cool with that. Yes. Mine, mine, mine. I'm reading a whole chapter or something, so I feel like there's some finality in reading mine. Whereas you're going to read a, probably a selection of this this one work. Yeah, I might not read the whole thing, but so yeah. Um, okay, great. Uh, so I am reading, the title's called How to Save a Life, the Cannibal Friendly Handbook by Kitten D'Amour. Um, and here is a brief summary before I jump off. There's a man looking up at Will who has clearly been distracted from, oh, throwing limbs into the river, human limbs. Lovely, he thinks sarcastically. Then he thinks it again because it actually is kind of lovely. The man looks confident, at ease with what he is. He's kind of hot, too. So there we go. All right, let's get it started. It's weird, or maybe not. He's not really sure of what it is and isn't socially acceptable anymore, but Will kind of expected that the second he threw one foot precariously over the guardrail, he'd be hit with a moment of clarity, that his brain would suddenly realize that, yes, this is what he needs to do, without question. Instead, his mind conjures an image of blood gently washing down the river below. 
Of course, it's too dark at night for him to possibly be able to see actual blood, but the thought is comforting. It shouldn't be comforting, he reminds himself sharply. But well, he's going to die soon anyway. Why not go into his mind one last time? It's not like he'll have any opportunity to act on it when he's becoming a part of the river. He closes his eyes and imagines a victim, a redhead. The killer he'd read about in the paper today had focused exclusively on redheads. Her face is obscured by her messy hair and her hands are bound behind her back. She's trying to resist him. There's a splash. No, there's no water here. He's in a small apartment building. There's music playing. He's, he pushes the woman forward and she drops like a sack of rocks. She's got a strong survival instinct. She tries desperately to pull her body away from him, but he just has to grab her legs and pull. And she's, there's another splash, on antlers, the final altar for her body to be honored upon. He takes her, splash, arm, and inserts an IV. She's not dead, but she won't ever be. Splash. Angels to watch over him while he... Splash. Opens up to throat to reveal the vocal... Damn it! Will curses, opening his eyes and pounding his hand against the railing in a show of frustration before realizing that fists plus metal equals fucking ow. He's actually shaking as he realizes that it was something disturbing the water below that was interrupting his fantas... Imagination. He's not entirely sure who he, who he is, thanks to his brain skittering through all the latest killers he's read upon. That'd be the last time he'd be reading tattlecrime.com before bed. He laughs, then, because this is the last time he'll be doing anything. Clutching his throbbing hand, he slowly comes back to himself enough, but not enough, because the urges are still there, to look down to the riverbed where there's a man looking up at him, who has clearly been distracted from, oh, throwing limbs into the river. Human limbs. Lovely, he thinks sarcastically. Then he thinks it again because actually is kind of lovely. The man looks confident, at ease with what he is. He's kind of hot too, at least from what Will can make out. He's not even conscious of what he's doing until he realizes that he's just waved at a man dumping a body. It's slightly more alarming when the man throws the last couple of pieces into the water and then heads for the opening of the bridge. For a moment, he panics and considers leaping into the water before the man gets to him. Then he realizes that worst case scenario is that this guy kills him, which would actually be quite agreeable to Will, so he just waits patiently sitting on the rail. He looks below him and considers whether he should kick his shoes off before he jumps. It just kind of seems unnecessarily proper to wear shoes when you're about to off yourself. He never liked shoes anyway. Too constricting. He kicks his left shoe off and smiles when it splashes. The sound is faint compared to that of clunks of human being dropped in. His body will be louder still when it drops down. A throat is cleared and Will jumps slightly, startled by the interruption of his thoughts. He looks to the left and, oh, it's just the serial killer. No big deal. Lovely evening for bodies, he says conversationally. He takes a moment to appreciate the other man's suit. It looks expensive. Will kind of admires the man for doing what he was doing in a suit, as if it's just an errand one completes on the way home from work. Apparently so, the man says, his voice carrying the low vibrations of an accent. European, Will thinks. 
It also has the advantage of being unfairly sexy. Do you make a habit of sitting on the ledge of bridges? He sounds alarmingly like Alana when she's telling him that it's okay to keep saying no to Crawford. Oh God, you're a psychiatrist. The man looks unruffled, but Will imagines that he's been taken aback deep down inside. Have we met? He asks. Not until now. I'm Will Graham, and I'll be making my first and hopefully last suicide attempt this evening. Stay tuned to see how it all pans out. The contrast of the man's silence to Will's not-quite-hysteria only makes him feel all the more unstable, which really, in a fair world, the guy who kills people should be more unhinged than the guy who just thinks about it. He doesn't know what prompts him to continue speaking when he asks, So you're a serial killer. How's that working out for you? What makes you think this isn't my first? He asks, and yeah, totally a psychiatrist. Only psychiatrists have mastered the answering of a question with a question skill. It's probably a secret passed down among them. You're too calm, Will answers. Even with a witness, you're still calm. Have you killed before, Will? The man asks. Only in my dreams, Will replies. No point in lying now. He kicks his other shoe off and watches the water welcome it. Isn't that why you plan to kill yourself? It's a little late for psychoanalysis, doctor. Unbidden, a thought rises to Will's mind. He wonders what it would be like being unable to empathize with the killer as they murdered someone, as they murdered him. There's always a kind of disassociation from every other killer he's empathized with. It's never been face to face in the moment. Leftovers, he thinks. Hannibal, the man corrects him. First name basis with a serial killer. How proud his father would be. The son is completely absent now, Will notices. Alana will be finding his notes soon. It wasn't a suicide note, but a simple message. Going out of town, feed the dogs for me? She's still wor she'll still worry, nonetheless. She knows he hates going into work, let alone out of town. Would you like to kill me, Hannibal? The words sound distant to, Hannib to Will, as if he isn't the one speaking them. He thinks he's not asking. He's offering. Will Hannibal pauses, then courteously decides to mention, I'm also a cannibal. That's enough to make Will look at him. They get a brief spark of eye contact before Will looks away. Ah, I suppose you are, he realizes. Then, you should probably avoid my liver. I'm quite fond of scotch. Hannibal smiles, curiously, like he isn't quite sure what Will is. That makes two of them. And offers Will his hand. He accepts it. I think I'll stop there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Beautiful. Fantastic reading. So we're just going to, we'll put the links of both of these fix in our show notes. Yeah. Um, so we always have our Twitter and our email and stuff linked. We'll also have the links for these two things in our show notes as well. So y'all can read if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. Or revisit it if you have. Love it. Okay. I'm just going to jump right to question five. Um, yeah. If you were a drag queen, if y'all were drag queens, what would your drag names be? Yes. This is a great question. Okay. I wanted to really think about this, and this is literally the first thing that came to mind, but I think it works. My drag name would be Artie Choke. Wow. Artie, I love it. Artie Choke. And I imagine him being like a Gordon Ramsay type. Amazing. Right? Like an aggressive chef. So not unlike our good friend Hannibal Artie here. Artie Choke. Artie yeah. Choke. I love it. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously a drag king, but like, yeah, like a scale, like a Gordon Ramsay. Like you're scared of him, but like maybe he's also but like maybe, very hot. Maybe he's also really hot. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Okay. Um, I see. I see. I've, I've thought about what like the songs that I would play where like one two three by Britney Spears and mm. the chorus and like all that stuff. But like, what would my name be like? What's the like name generator? It's like the, like your first pet, like the street you grew up on, yeah. Just like that. So if it was that, mine would be Kappa Broadway. Which is pretty That's great. Not which bad. then got me thinking that like, Kappa, like I love Greek, like Greek letters. All right, so yeah. let's think about that. Which then got me thinking about like signs. We did our whole sign chart. So like, yeah. um, yeah, 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 I kept bouncing back and forth between all these different things, um, and so like I was like, let me combine some of those things. So yeah. like I'm gonna combine. So I'm, I'm I just. Throwing one of the one of my signs with like one of the one of the Greek uh, letters from my fraternity, and then just like playing that out together. So like, um, uh, Aries Delta. Yes. <laughs> and yes. just like having that be something. Yes, right. It's like ooh, it sounds kind of mysterious. Yeah. But yeah. And Delta's a triangle. So like, what's going on down there? Yeah. What's going on with like? What does that allude to? I know. I like that. So, Fiery. there we go. Aries Delta. Aries Delta. Um, An artichoke. Artichoke. Oh, my God. See I love soon. the pun. Well, something, something, something punny, and I couldn't think of something. Like I know. That. Yeah. This, uh, most drag names are kind of, tend to have a pun to them, or they're yeah. just like, or they're just wild. So then, uh, next question was, I'm heading back to school. Great. Good, good for you. Yeah. And there's going to be lots of required reading, which I probably didn't do half of when I was in school. No. Uh, I hope you do. Um, if you had to, but, but like, do whatever you want to do. Uh, if you had to make a required reading book that everyone and their mama should read, what would it be and why? Yeah, this was hard because I feel like there are lots of things that I wish all people would read. Um, but I, I just sort of picked like maybe my favorite book that has meant a lot to me. Um, so I'm going to go with, I have some honorable mentions because it's so hard. Um, I'm going to go with Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. All right. Uh, it is a graphic novel and then was made into a Tony Award winning yeah. musical. That's what I've heard of as a musical. I um, it was a graphic novel before that. It is a graphic novel. It's about her relationship with her father who was like closeted, a closeted gay man um, who um, like killed himself when she was younger. Oh, wow. Um, and obviously that's what the musical is about. So that's like not a spoiler. But um, uh, it's really really amazing and then she followed that up uh, with a graphic novel about her mother called are you my mother um that is also really really fantastic so maybe if i had to cheat it'd probably be those two graphic allison bechtel graphic novels nice yeah very cool um yeah it's hard like i'm trying to like okay require reading like is it something super important that like yeah you know something you know right like the constitution yeah right yeah exactly right yeah yeah (laughs) Federalist 10 or like something yeah. like that but then I was like okay don't don't like like try and like virtue signal your way into saying something that you yeah. actually don't really care about. like so, so then I was like okay I'm not that much of a reader but there are certain things that I love and I'm like evangelize about so yeah. I would say there's a novel I read a few years ago that I actually want to revisit I think I still have the hard copy hopefully somewhere called Station 11 mm. and of course now I'm blanking on who it's written by which is bad um, no no that's um, and apparently it's going to make a movie about it at some point, which I hope it's good. It's by Emily St. John Mandel. So basically it's a okay. novel, and it basically it is it takes place in the Great Lakes region after this fatic, fic, after a fictional like flu pandemic. Basically, like mm. the entire world's almost gone. 
And it it centers at first around this traveling band of like Shakespearean actors yeah. who go from little village to little village, and like their idea is that like survival is not enough. Like yeah. there needs to be art and beauty in the world. But it also like has other characters who kind of weave in, and it also jumps back to stuff before the flu pandemic and mm. people's lives, and then like how they're like kind of reckoning with stuff they took for granted or whatever after this. Yeah. Um, it's just a really beautiful book with a beautiful storytelling. Yeah. And, like, for the longest time, I tried to not... I tried to convince myself... I might have discussed this on the show already. That, like, for some reason I had this stigma around things that were, like, in any way related to, like, fantasy or sci-fi. And I guess this is no sense of that in the sense that it's, like, after a fic, Like, dystopian fiction kind of thing. Right. So I'm sense that, like, that's the kind of stuff that I get into. Yeah. And, like... Oh, yeah. And the other things, I'm like, oh, I should read this great novel. And then, like, it just it doesn't fucking... Right. Hook me. Hook me. That right. like, Same. you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter book fan. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books. This book called mm-hmm. The Alienist, which is similar to like kind of Hannibal esque. Like, is it the show know, based on the, the yes, show? Okay. The show is based on it. Yeah, um, right. uh, Lord of the Ring, like all this stuff that I like love, and I'm like, why? There's great. This is great fiction. Why can't I just like own the fact that this is what gets me into it? So exactly. this book is kind of in that same realm. It's gorgeously written, um, beautiful storytelling. Um, so read that. It's yeah. really, it's really wonderful. Um, and then I'm also going to recommend my favorite Shakespeare play, which is Richard II. Yeah. Because it's so underutilized. It's so underperformed. It is gorgeous. The, the, the prose is gorgeous. I think that and Henry IV part one of the two best histories by far. Mm. People love Henry V, but the people don't do that anymore. But, like, most of the histories are, like, thick and they're not that interesting and then it's yeah. really political and dense. Um or, and some were just horrible, like Troilus and Cressida. I don't think that's history. It's just a terrible one. Um, and uh, but that, but it is. It's beautiful. We read it in college, yeah. and it's sad and it's tragic and it's really beautiful. Um, yeah. And so, and it's so underutilized. I think it's, but that's that's a shame. Um, Nashville Shakes did it here a few years ago with like an all female yeah. cast, and it was, it was a dope. gorgeous production of it. Um, so yeah, read Richard. More people should read Richard the uh, Second. More production. More folks should do Richard the Second. Um, I think the monologue at in Act Five, Scene Five, the soliloquy that Richard does is one of the most beautiful. Is my favorite Shakespeare speech. Period. Yeah. Um, so yeah, read Richard the Second. Um, and if some people say Shakespeare is hard to read, it is hard to read. It's not meant to be read. So sure. if you're reading Shakespeare and it's hard because it's it, it, it was never meant to be read. Right. Read it out loud to yourself. That's right. how you like. It's meant to be heard. Right. Um, all plays and specifically are meant to be heard, but especially Shakespeare is meant to be heard. Yeah. So, I will sit there like a crazy person and like either mouth it to myself or read it to myself if I'm reading Shakespeare, and that's yeah. how you can get kind of access to language. So. Yeah. No. Those I, are my I two think, recommendations. Um, I think just briefly going back to your point about <laughs> like books that hook you and books that don't like I'm the same way like Perry can sit down and read like the fucking biography of like Harry Truman yeah like, I have all that day. I got I asked for a thing I was supposed to read it and then I'm like I'm never gonna f- right. so fucking it's so huge. big but he, he'll just sit there and just like plow through it and I'm like I need something to be I need it to I need there to be conflict yeah. and a mystery and like something and so yeah I'm in I'm the same way and, and and like a world like I love like world, world building I yeah. love world buildings like I want there yeah, to be like a world, world or just like a, uh, I just love mystery thrillers, like all yeah. of that. 
Um, and so I think that's why I also really love graphic novels. I've read um, lots of them and it all started in my first English class in college, first semester. Um, we had a teacher who was like, we're not going to be reading any of like straight books. Like we're going to be reading plays. We're going to read graphic novels. Sweet. We're going to be like, we're going to shake things up and you're going to write about them. And so we read Persepolis, which is like, uh, like seminal sort of like graphic novel. Um, and or at least like, you know, highly rated and, and suggested. And um, it's amazing. And I still have a hard copy of it. And like that was what really opened my eyes to like the, the I mean, talk about world building, like graphic novels mm-hmm. that tell like a story like that. So not, I mean, comic books as well, but but in addition to comic books, like things that tell like deep and dark like stories in the form yeah. of images and words um, are something that's super interesting to me. So um so yeah, man. I, if you've never read a graphic novel, um, yeah. you know, start with something. Start with anything. Just re- just like look. At, I've just started googling like best graphic novels of the last like ten yeah. years or something like that. I need and, to get into that more and do that. It's it's really wonderful. But like for things like the Truman biography, like I can listen yeah. to to like I love history podcasts. One especially I'm gonna plug yeah. t- Tides of History. It's amazing. So like I'm really 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 want an Audible account and like yeah. I would sure. listen to the David McCullough books. Sure. Or the Doris Kearns Goodwin books, I would listen and I would I would just sure. drink it all in because John yeah, all those, all, yeah. all those, and I think like that's just the way that I would be able to be hooked to those. Otherwise, yeah. both because I'm I'm an audio person, so like I'm never gonna sit in a quiet room and read a book. My mind just gets oh, distracted, and I just Same. can't. I need noise, Same. and so like if I'm sitting there, I can listen to these yeah. books and. I, I used to think there's still some weird stigma in my head about that. Yes. It's like, oh, it's an audiobook. Like, why can't you read? And I'm no. like, fuck that. Like, I am the same way. And I was trying to explain to Perry, like, why I'm such a slow reader. He's such a fast reader. That's why he, like, so blows, jealous. blows everyone away at Jeopardy because he can just read the questions so fast um, and, and everything else and just, like, plows through books. But I'm such a slow reader because I am so like audibly like that's where I get yeah. I have to say say the words out or like whisper them yes. out to myself yes. me and too. that's what takes so long me too I'm the same way alright well, well we have one more question um, we all know that Hannibal's red window pane suit is probably the best suit he's worn on the show hell yeah it is yeah. but if you had a chance to dress Hanny in a suit and or outfit that could top the red window pane suit of sex which I love that term yeah describe your design this one was this was tough. I actually didn't I, I didn't write down an answer to this initially when I was thinking about it last night. So I'm just gonna like off the cuff think of something. Um, I'd love to see. My first thought was like, ooh, I'd love to see him in just like some millennial streetwear. Oh my god, that just would be like a, some like, like supreme. supreme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like one of those insane hats supreme, with like the weird those, like, like like lines like yes, here and the like the big chunky like filas that people are wearing these days that look just look terrible. Um, and I was like, no, you know what? I want to see him in like a um, like a like a triathlon like wetsuit. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Yeah, that's, I think. Fuck, yes. I don't, you know. Yes. Like, I guess that's an outfit, technically. But, sure, great. Um, I was like, ooh, just something skin I tight. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're, so you see, so I was like an alternate, like, three-piece suit for him to wear, but you're oh, really thinking I'm out, out of the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. I love well, that. because she said suit or outfit. Outfit. So I was like, okay, yeah. that opens things up. Wow, I okay. initially thought the question was, other than the red window pane suit, like, which one of his outfits from the show deserves like your admiration yeah. or something. No, but this is if you had a but chance to is, dress him. Right. Put him in something. Okay, okay. Now, So now I'm going to think outside the box because yeah. I originally was like, my, my, my first thought was like a gray suit, mm. like a light gray suit with like a pale chalk stripe, pinstripe. 
Yeah. Which would look so nice. That look nice. And like, like a thin tie. Mm-hmm. No big fucking no tie. Big. A thin tie, <laughs> and 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 just non-single breasted. Uh, actually, no vest. Just no like vest, fat yeah. suit, two buttons. Sure. Thin tie. I think he would like almost like Mad Men esque. Mm-hmm. I think he would look phenomenal. That'd be dope. And then some like, some like like uh like uh, glasses. Yes. Some like yes. not like Will Graham fucking glasses. Some like proper like. But like the ones gray, he wore, in like horn rimmed. Polar? Or, or no. Yeah, no. it was polar. Polar. Like, he had he like glasses? polar. He had a fucking eye patch. I thought and part of polar. He didn't wear much. He wore glasses sometimes in polar. Of. But I'm thinking of like, some like cool like Mad Men esque like I'm thinking I think like Mad Men era like kind of glasses. Yes. I think that would be sweet. With like the thicker, like sort of top rim to them. Yeah. That, that, or in like high waisted esque yeah. pants a la her. <laughs> and like a really nice polo that fits his biceps See, perfectly. He would look good in those high waisted her yeah, pants. Yeah, so, so high waisted her pants, yes. right? And, like, a polo that just, like, fits his body so, so sweet. And, like, you know the polos, like, guys who have nice arms and, like, the polo just, like, perfectly does yeah. this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That. Yes. And it just, <laughs> I, it, it's like a three-button or, like, a four-button, like, polo. So I Googled Mess Nicholson the glasses, fuck? but I accidentally capitalized the asses part of glasses. Per- accidentally, my ass. <laughs> the first hit is him wearing heart-shaped glasses. This is and an it's amazing everything. photograph. Holy shit. The cigarette in his... We need to tweet that out. Yeah, we do. But, okay. But yeah, the yeah. glasses. Like, that, he would look... So, oh, I love it. Like, sort of, like... Yeah, kind of, like, professorial, but, like, kind of yeah. sexy. That, or, like like I said, the, the, the her high-waisted pants. Her pants. But fit, fit really well. And, like, a polo... And a tight polo, like a, sweater like polo. Like a tight, like... Buttoned all the way up. Like, 60s air, like, a vintage yes. polo that has the great, like, just... Mm-hmm. That would look Chef's so kiss. good. Make it happen. Now, someone Photoshop that outfit together. And, like, the her thing, it's high-waisted, but also it's, like, it's, yeah. like, what's called, like, dockside, like, the where, like, it goes oh, up a little bit high on your ankle. Shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yes. Okay. And, like, a polo, and he's, like, ready to go on your yacht. <laughs> I love it. Like, that's very, like, John F., like, JFK-esque it to is, me. It yeah. is, actually, yeah. That's, a, that's He would, like, amazing, like, that, like, high him sitting sport. there. Yes! Holy shit. Like, now, now I'm getting into now, it. Now we're building the world. Now we're... <laughs> Yeah, he and JFK are out sailing. Yes, on a boat, Hyannisport, oh, living that life, fuck, sipping yes. scotch. Yes, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> wow, that's wow. it. Someone right there. write that fic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a JFK Holy Hannibal shit. <laughs> crossover. Oh fanfic. my god, that would be amazing! And he's like a gay relationship with JFK, obviously. Obviously, well, you know, it's implied, but oh, yes, the tension's there. Hannibal, I think you are. Hannibal. I think I'm in love with you, Hannibal. We'll get on the boat and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because you are Because they are. Because I am hard. (laughs) Ask not what I can do for you, Hannibal. Ask what you can do for me. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Amazing. (laughs) All right, so we're going to wrap this episode up with with another reading. So I'll be reading um, chapter four of this longer reading called Consenting to a Dream. No, sorry. Consenting to Dream mm. by 
Emungir, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry. It's E-M-U-N-G-E-R-E. Emungir, Emungir, I'm sorry. So the summary of the whole work is a seduction through physical objects. It starts with a scarf loaned to Will on a cold day, but Hannibal, as usual, isn't satisfied with anything small. Mm. <laughs> Love that. So basically, so in chapter four, Hannibal is taking Will shopping for a brand new overcoat. Um, so Hannibal has lent Will this scarf. He's like, no, keep it. It looks great on you. Then he gives Will these beautiful leather gloves that Will loves. Then he gives Will this, like, um, really nice leather, like, old edition of, of Fly Fisher's entomology from, like, 1839. Mm-hmm. Will's, like, overwhelmed by this really expensive book, The Fly Fisher's Etymology from 1839. And Will's, like, overwhelmed by it. And Will's, like, I can't accept this. I can't accept this. And Hannibal's, like, why won't you let me buy you nice things? It's really, like, Sugar Daddy-esque, which is one of the tags of this, so I'm not, like, making that up. <laughs> yes. And so then Hannibal, the chapter starts with Hannibal says, here's how you can make it up to me. Quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. I let me buy you a new coat. Okay. So, like, you keep this, and in return, you let me buy let you a me new coat. Stop. I know, right? Okay, so, th- so this is it. Chapter four. That Saturday morning, Hannibal's Bentley rolled to a stop at the end of Will's driveway. Will let the screen door bang behind him and slid into the passenger seat before Hannibal could get out. Good morning, Hannibal said, as he pulled back onto the road. How are you today? Fine, Will said, too quickly. He looked out the window. Not fine. Do you take all your patients shopping? No nor most of my friends. But some of them? Once or twice in the past, when a woman of my acquaintance has needed something for an event. So, not your friends. Your dates. I try not to become romantically involved with anyone I would not have had as a friend. An event. So they... She complained she had nothing to wear, and you fixed it. I don't remember complaining. I don't remember suggesting that this was about what you want. Will chewed the inside of his lip and rubbed one palm against his thigh. But I made you uncomfortable, Will. No, I, I don't know. Not uncomfortable. What then? You use honesty like a weapon. You do it too. I know I do it. I'm used to it from me. <laughs> Hannibal laughed quietly. Perhaps your truths are less shocking than mine. I sincerely doubt it. Have you been enjoying the book? Will glanced over at him. Yeah, uh, a lot. Thank you. No need for thanks. Today will be more than adequate repayment. Doesn't seem like an even trade. It does to me. Hannibal paused. If you objected that deeply, you could have returned it to me and bought your own copy. It was an expense, I admit, but not an insurmountable one. Will shook his head. I couldn't. Forgive me for stating the obvious, but you're not poor now. With the work you've published and your position at the Academy, I assume you must be reasonably comfortable. It'd be a waste. It's never a waste to acquire beauty, Hannibal said. Perhaps especially in your case, an antidote for the well of human ugliness into which you dip your mind. Will thought of the aftermath of this latest of his latest early morning nightmare flipping through the illustrations with shaky hands as his pulse slowed. Hannibal might have a point, but he still couldn't imagine spending that kind of money on himself. The store had valet parking, which Will wasn't even surprised. 
Wood paneling and brass fittings made it look more like a manor house library than a clothing store. Music played softly in the background, something classical rather than the current pop or tortured covers of 90s hits that grated against Will's brain when he ventured into Macy's to replace worn-out socks. A salesman in a suit sharper than anything Will had ever owned looked the two of them over. He turned his bright smile on Hannibal. Is there anything I could help you find today, sir? Hannibal allowed him to guide them to the coats and then dismissed him with an absent nod. Do you have servants when you live with your uncle, the Count? Will asked. Hannibal walked between the racks, perfectly poised, and took off his gloves to judge the fabric with his fingers. He had a butler and a housekeeper who was also cooked for us. The cleaning staff came in twice a week. What about now? I do my own cleaning. He gave Will a brief smile and my own cooking. Try this. Will hung his own coat off the end of a nearby rack and took one Hannibal offered him. It was a black wool overcoat, double-breasted, gold outlines around the buttons. He shrugged into it. Well? Hannibal shook his head and held his hand out to take it. Much too harsh and not ideal with the gloves. Black doesn't stain when you get engine grease on it. If you insist on being practical, most of your dogs are brown. Will smiled a little. Point. Hannibal held up another overcoat against him, this one dark gray. He shook his head and put it back. Lighter, I, I, I think. Your complexion is too delicate for something so stark. Will trailed after him, jacket bundled under his arm, hands shoved deep into his pockets. I don't think delicate is the word you want, he muttered. Certainly it is. Fair skin and pale blue eyes, a classic beauty, but easily overwhelmed. He flipped through a few coats and then moved on. You hide it well, but it shines through despite your best efforts. Will frowned at the back of Hannibal's head and hunched his shoulders. I don't know if you're complimenting me or insulting my wardrobe. There's nothing wrong with your wardrobe as such, at least with the things you wear by choice. It has a certain style, and I can't say it doesn't suit you. Which left Will choice, which left choice A. Will felt himself flush, knew it would show, his delicate complexion. It should sound like flirtation, but Hannibal was more focused on the coats than him, and his tone suggested simple statement of fact rather than flattery. Had, had he been like this with the women he'd bought clothes for? No. Will could, see, Will could see that immediately. Hannibal would have been polite and attentive and warm, would have made them feel like they were the center of the world, and all the while he'd be off somewhere in his own head, hitting all the social grace notes on autopilot. No autopilot now. Will watched him examine seams and turn up collars and check linings. Hannibal handed him a tan trench coat. Try that. Will pulled it on, and Hannibal tugged him a step closer by the lapels. Close enough that Will could smell the coffee on his breath as he arranged the coat right over left and tied the belt. Will wondered what Hannibal could smell on him if there was a particular scent that accompanied the feeling of being completely at sea. Better. Hannibal said, but it's nearly winter. The lining is thin. His knuckles brushed against Will's stomach when he untied the belt, and Will let himself be turned by the shoulders and helped out of it. 
Hannibal's hand skimmed down the length of his arm. Is that where you got yours? Will asked, almost desperate for distraction. I purchased mine in Italy some time ago, in Florence, a beautiful city. He gave Will a quick smile. I would have suggested it if I thought there were any chance you'd agree. Funny, I, I've seen pictures. It looks nice, awkward, but probably less of a conversation killer than admitting he'd been out of the country only twice, both times barely across the border into Mexico on attachment to the DEA. I think you'd like it. Or perhaps Venice, not in the summer when it's overrun by tourists. Venice in the rainy season. Floods and flocks of dripping pigeons in the Plaza San Marco. High water in the canals, a thousand ancient stone bridges crumbling under your feet. I've heard people compare it to New Orleans. Two singular cultures in constant danger of being subsumed. It's apt enough. What about this one? He held up a camel-colored overcoat with large, dark buttons. I get a say in this now? Will asked. To an extent, buying you something you would hate would be counterproductive. Not that one, then. Hannibal nodded once and put it back on the rack. They moved on. When does it rain there? Will asked. In Venice? In the winter. The water rises and the tides pull it up into the streets and the city drowns a little more. The Aqua Alta, they say, where other cities would call it flooding. The high water. A mere feature of life rather than a state of emergency. One must admire the Venetians. They walk hand in hand with entropy. Will drifted after him, imagining following him instead of down, and imagined following him instead down the flooded streets of a city half a world away, cold rain falling on their shoulders. It looks promising, Hannibal said. What do you think? The coat he held up was a dark brown shearling with leather trim around the collar, warm enough to walk the dogs in even in the middle of winter. It lacked the hard, tailored look that most of the others had. It's not bad, he said. Hannibal took it off the hanger and held it for him, but not for him to take. He held it by the lapels, spread open. Will turned his back to him and threaded his arms into the sleeves. Hannibal drew it up over his shoulder and smoothed it there, folded down the collar, kept his hands on Will as he turned him, on his chest and hips and finally falling away as he stepped back to look him over. His mouth curved in a small, pleased smile. He guided Will over to a full-length mirror and stood behind him. Will stared at himself. The scarf still hung around his neck, with the coat fastened at and his cheap plaid shirt hidden. He almost didn't recognize himself. What do you think? Hannibal asked. I look... Good, he said. He heard surprise in his own voice. You certainly do. Very nice indeed. How does it feel? Weird. Hannibal smiled more widely. The coat, Will. Oh, it's it's great, actually. Comfortable. Excellent. You'd be happy with this one, then? Yeah, I think so. And so would I. It suits you quite well. So, so that's it? Can we go now? Hannibal looked amused. Have you found this so very tiresome that you can't wait to escape? Could have been worse, I guess. I, I just don't see the appeal. Perhaps a different location next time. The wider selection here was a good to start with, but now we have something to build on. We can move to something a little less mass market. 
I don't remember agreeing to do this again, and I would certainly never force you into anything you didn't want. Here, let me take this. He eased the coat off Will's shoulders and draped it over his arm. I've got the complete set, Will said. Scarf, gloves, coat. What do you... I don't need anything else. I didn't need this. Must I remind you that this is only tangentially about what you want? Come. He guided Will towards the register with an absent touch on his back. He took Will's jacket from him and laid it over the counter as well. Put this in a bag, please, and take the tags off the other. He'll wear it home. The salesman gave Will a quick once-over. Will saw himself dismissed as some disadvantaged relative or charity case. He took the coat when the man passed it to him and pulled it on. It felt just as good the second time. He turned to Hannibal, meaning to say thank you, but the words evaporated out of his mouth when he saw him. Hannibal ignored the salesman entirely as he laid a matte black credit card on the counter. He only had eyes for Will, wrapped up in his new coat and fidgeting with his gloves, unable to keep still. Hannibal watched him with approval and possession and no attempt to disguise either one. It made the back of Will's neck prickle. A strange heat settled in his stomach, not uncomfortable, but certainly unusual. Shall we? Hannibal said, and for a second Will thought he was going to offer him his arm. Will wrapped the scarf closer around his neck and pulled on the gloves. And they walked out together. That is the end of chapter four. Boom. Boom. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I love the, the so, shopping experience. I know, right? <laughs> and it was like, mm, let me put this jacket on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll post the links of both those in the yes. show notes. And before you guys know it, in a few weeks, we will start on season three. Season three. Thank you guys for listening to these mini episodes. Uh, these are a fun reflection and just yeah. fun. Yeah, thank you so much. We're excited to get season three. So stoked. Um, All right, so this episode was recorded, mixed, edited by us, the Ethical Butchers, Melina and Jack. Our theme music is by Sean Hills, and our logo design is by John Larson. Hit us up on Twitter for links to these fanfics and lots of other things. Um, Our Twitter handle is at FButchersPod. Um, Our website is theethicalbutchers.com. And shoot us an email um, at ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. All right, y'all. See you in season three. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.